Uh, wrong button. Let's push this one over here. Anyway, good morning to you. Welcome to Tuesday. It's time for the Brewers Briefing. I'm Brooks Brewer, and I'm glad you're here with us for the program. It's where we talk about current events, news, and we just talk about whatever we want to talk about because we push all the buttons here at the Brew. Good morning to you. I hope you're doing good. I'm doing good. I'm determined to have a great day today, no matter what comes my way. And I suggest the same for you. You people come on in, too. All right. I know. Thank you very much. I have to create my own applause, but hey, you do what you got to do. <laughs> All right. Okay, settle down. Sit down. Sit down. Stop it already. Uh, 78 degrees. It's already warming up out there. going to be hot today. In uh, in eastern Oklahoma and all over Oklahoma, by gosh. Let's take a look at that weather forecast. But first, uh, we got to tell you about we do podcast this program. I forgot to record it last time I did the show, so there was no podcast on Friday. But I'm recording today, so there will be one today. We also have a special guest this morning, going to be coming in here at 830, uh, Representative Chris Banning. Uh, representing whichever district it is there in Oklahoma, our district. I uh, can't remember the number. But anyway, that's irrelevant. He's coming in to talk to us at 8.30, and he's going to be kind of doing that regularly, I think, about once a month. So we visited yesterday. It'll be interesting to see what he's got to say, what's happening you know, in his world and capital and politics and all that in Oklahoma. So that's at 8.30. But anyway, we do podcast the program. It's called Brewer's Briefing. It's out here in the podcast world. All the places you find podcasts, you can check it out. And then sometimes we put it on the website, too, which is listen to listentothebrew.com. Get the phone app for your phone. It's called The Brew. You getting all this? Is it, is it confusing? A lot of stuff. <laughs> anyway. All right. Take a look at that weather forecast. Again, 78 degrees currently. Winds are calm. We need a little breeze out there. Uh, let's see. It's going to be hot today. Oh, it's going to be hot today. 101 actual temperature. And the heat index is going to be 1 million today. Okay. That's what they say. It's going to feel like a million degrees. Actually, 111. <laughs> Uh, that is hot. South winds 10 to 15, Augusting to 30. Well, that'd be good. At least we'll get a breeze. For the, feel like that oven blowing right out of us. <laughs> like a blow dryer. 77 overnight. Tomorrow, 99. Cool front coming in. Going to feel like 109 tomorrow with a heat index. 96 on Thursday. Mm, Friday. Wait, 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 what's Friday? What's Friday? What's, hey, Friday, a slight chance of a shower in 86 degrees. Let's give the Lord a hand clap right there for that. That's going to be phenomenal. Can you imagine Friday, 86? Come on now. Saturday, 88. Yes, come on. North breezes. Yeah. Sunday, 92 and Monday, 95. So we're going to have some hot days coming up. But hey, there's a reprieve coming. It's looking pretty good over the weekend. Current temperatures around the state are what? 70s in the Panhandle. Got an 80 up in Buffalo. Actually, 82. And, shoot, Stigler's already 85 degrees over there. You know, that's a muggy spot. Tallahena, 85. Goodness, that's hot for this early. All right. Hey, we have a, a, a way. I didn't even tell you how you get involved in a program. And some of my regulars are already coming in on the Windy Chevy tax line. Windy Chevy, you heard about those guys out on the north side of town, Highway 75. They sponsor our tax line. And uh, they also have a deal going on right now. July, what's the date today? 18th. You got, you got time. A $30 oil change. Where do you think you're going to find that? Anywhere else? And a free summer inspection for your car. And a $60 oil change if you have a diesel pickup, something like that. And a summer inspection. And if they don't get it done in one hour, then you don't even pay for it. Man, that's going on for the month. You better get your oil changed now. Go out there to Wendy Chevy and uh, tell them you heard it on the brew. That helps us a lot, by the way. People always judge the radio station whether they say they heard it on the radio. If they don't say, if you don't say, nobody's telling me they heard it on the radio. Well, anyway, it helps. Okay, if you do that, you don't, you know, it's kind of weird, but you got to do it sometimes. So there, so we have a text line and we have a phone line, a Wendy Chevy text line, the phone line, same number, text or call, one number does it all here at the brew. And the number is 918-756-3646. 
Okay, write it down, log it in, 918-756-3646. And Vicky has joined us with a meme. <laughs> That's a good one, too. Got two skeletons with cowboy hats on sitting in the desert, but it's a dry heat. <laughs> but that's the problem with our heat, Vicky. It ain't no dry heat. It is a wet heat with that humidity out there. Lord, help us. I mean, you walk outside and you just start sweating like a pig. Anyway, so thanks for the good morning. You can always text in the good morning. It's always nice to hear from you people. I don't know who all's out there listening. I have no idea. I see some internet people coming in there. We got anybody? Oh, got Finland back in. Finland loves this program. <laughs> I don't know why. Good morning, Finland. They've been listening for hours now. God only knows what time it is over there. Anyway, Finland, if you're listening, text me. <laughs> you have text over there? 918-756-3646. Okay. So we got the weather out of the way. We got all the announcements, I think. And let's jump into the news and see what's happening in the world. Today, shall we? Let's see. We, we, we got some stuff, people. It's rich. Here's one right here. Speaking of the weather. Okay. We got weather. We got hot weather. Now, does the name Ilhan Omar bring up any? Anybody know who that is? We haven't heard from her in a while. She's the, uh, one of the Muslims up in Congress. <laughs> one of the squad. One of the crazies. Up there in in our uh, United States Congress, she's from Minnesota, and she 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 won Twitter yesterday for the dumbest tweet in the, maybe in the history of Twitter. I don't know how long Twitter goes back, but at least one hundred twenty thousand years. Uh, so here's the, here's the tweet. All right, from this brilliant Congress person, <laughs> we have. Leading Minnesota. She says, I quote, the earth just broke the record for the hottest day in 120,000 years. In fact, we broke in on three separate days. National climate emergency now. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Can you believe that? Really? Seriously? Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. Exactly. <laughs> I'm sorry to dumb you down on this Tuesday. We are all dumber for listening to such things. <laughs> Seriously. She is, uh, she's gone back and looked at the records for 120,000 years. <laughs> is it, and this is serious. These people are serious. And they're leading and running the country. These people are voted into. How dumb must the voters be? I mean, ladies and gentlemen of the Brewski tribe, we are stupid. We vote these people in and we go, okay, lead us. You, you great people, lead us. You're supposed to be smart. You're intelligent. You're, you, we want to vote you in to lead us. And then they write stuff like this on the internet. 120, 120,000. It's the hottest days is 120,000 years. And uh, so people are having a good time with that. Let's see if we can read some comments about this. I haven't read any of these yet. Somebody asked, Stephen Miller asked, he used to be an advisor to former President Trump. What was the temperature of the globe at 12 p.m. GMT on July 1st of 116,539 B.C.? Just curious. <laughs> How long have we been measuring the temperatures? I'm guessing it's not 120,000 years. Okay, I'm just, just kind of going out on a little limb there. Now, I don't know if John Kerry would uh, agree or not, but uh, she did win the Internet yesterday. One of the dumbest, if not the dumbest, tweet of all times. Isn't that hilarious right there? That is so funny. I'm <laughs> just scrolling through comments here and seeing what all people are saying about that. Not only did we break the, the record for heat, broke the world record for the dumbest tweet. Uh, makes you wonder how she's got 2.9 million followers. Anyway, funny stuff there. So that's going to start us off. 
<laughs> from the show today. What else? Uh, here's more news. Uh, America's Strategic Petroleum Reserves, the oil, you know, we have mostly probably sitting over at Cushing, used to be there, is at a 40-year low thanks to our uh, commander-in-chief up there. In an unprecedented manner, President Joe Biden decided to release massive amounts of oil from the U.S. Strategic Petroleum Reserve in 2022, which is a reserve used in times of emergency. Rather, Biden decided to artificially manipulate oil prices to keep prices down, coincidentally during the time of an election season. Ah, imagine this having anything to do with politics. I know, shocking. Shocking, I know, for sure. Absolutely. Good morning, David. Welcome to the show. Welcome to the program, sir. We started at 804. Anyway. So that's, 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 that's ridiculous. What is wrong with, I mean, uh, that's anyway, in December of 2022, Biden authorized the release of 211 million barrels of oil after Russia invaded Ukraine. Unprecedented release was five times larger than any other in history because it was trying to make it look good for the midterms. The reserve hasn't been this low in 40 years, makes America vulnerable to price spikes going forward. Great. Make us more vulnerable, President Joe. Uh, he's as dumb as Ilhan Omar. You know what I'm saying right there? Dumber, maybe. I don't know. It's a contest on who's the dumbest in leadership in Washington. And it's, uh, it's, it's a close running right there between those two. Mm. Unbelievable. All right. What else we have? We have a bombshell testimony from ex-FBI supervisory special agent assigned to the Hunter Biden criminal investigation in December 2020, the night before FBI and IRS agents planned to interview Hunter Biden in California. The Biden transition team and Secret Service were tipped off. Imagine that. And I think, if I can get it up over here, don't go there. I'm talking about my iPad here. Uh, let's see, where's Laura Ingram? Where are you, Laura? I had you uh, somewhere. Oh, man. Yeah, come on. Where is it? I swear, computers are the, so dumb. Give me all bookmarks. Go here. Refresh. And it's not there. Unbelievable. Oversight. I had, I had Laura Ingram. I was going to, she was, she was interviewing, oh, what's his name? And what's his other name? Uh, James Comer and, um, uh, the other dude, Jim Jordan. Anyway, they were talking about this whole story. I just see if I can find it. Laura uh, Ingram. Okay, looking. Stand by one. You, you, I want to play this for you because it's probably going to be good. Here it is, right here. Here it is. Stand by, Laura. Hang on. Back up the bus. Stop the talking until I'm ready for you. Here she. This is, here we go. Let's see what she has to say. Breaking just moments breaking. ago, the House Oversight Committee conducted a transcribed interview with a former FBI supervisory special agent assigned to that FBI Wilmington office. Now, the agent confirmed key portions of the IRS whistleblower's testimony, including that both Secret Service headquarters and the Biden transition team were tipped off about that planned Hunter Biden interview. Joining us now, this is Blockbuster, House Judiciary Committee Chair Jim Jordan, House Oversight Committee Chairman James Comer. Congressman Comer, uh, this is wild. What else can you tell us? Well, this confirmed uh, key components of what the IRS whistleblowers told the Ways and Means Committee in a transcribed interview. And this is good because many Democrats and many in the liberal media have tried to discredit the whistleblowers prior to the committee hearing that we're going to have on Wednesday. So these two whistleblowers are going to come in front of the American people, in front of the House Oversight Committee on Wednesday for about six hours. And the American people are going to get to hear the truth from two credible people on the front lines that were in charge of trying to find corruption within the IRS and here what this FBI agent confirmed is they were blocked at every turn. They were tipped off. The Secret Service tipped off the Biden as, as well as the Biden transition team. Why would the Biden transition team need to know that the whistleblowers were about to interview Hunter Biden? So I think this is good stuff and it adds credibility to our whistleblowers. Um, Congressman Jordan, uh, we understand that one of the whistleblowers 
is going to reveal himself yeah. later this week or herself later this week. What do you expect that will do to the Democrats' attempt to really smear this whole process? And I, you, you know they're going to end up yeah. further smearing, trying to smear these individuals. Well, these two whistleblowers have been nothing but credible, and today with the FBI agent confirming key parts of their testimony, that just gives more credibility. This is quickly coming down to, Laura, who are you going to believe? The Biden Justice Department that said parents were terrorists, who said Catholics were extremists, who censored Americans' First Amendment free speech rights, or these two whistleblowers who have impeccable records, who got performance reviews always outstanding, who were the go-to guys when it came to international tax fraud cases. These two guys were the go Go-to team. Who are you going to believe? These two guys who've now been confirmed by an FBI agent or the Biden-Garland uh, Justice Department? I think I'll trust the whistleblowers, and I think you will see that on Wednesday when they appear in Chairman Comer's committee. Okay. Okay. Anyway, so you got that. That's, they go on for another three minutes and rattle around. But anyway, that's that's the deal. So you know, it's just, it's just more of the same. It's more corruption and more, you know, they knew and they tipped off this one and that one and the other. It's all corrupt. And hopefully something comes out, something gets done with that. I mean, I don't know. It's, it's so, it's so predictable anymore, especially with this administration. God, the Bidens are just crooks, crooks, you know, just crooked is the day is long. <clears throat> anyway. All right. So what else we got? Nobody cares. What else we got? I've got this right here. I wonder if I can find this little puppy right here. So, so remember, this has been about three days ago. And they had this Blaze Media uh, Conservative Summit deal. Remember, remember that deal right there? Hang on. I know I've said it. Because it, it so, so Tucker Carlson was the... Um, oh, stop. Go back to my bookmarks, Okay. He was, he was uh, narrating this deal and kind of in charge of the forum. Tucker Carlson was. Here it is. This is gold right here. And, and he interviewed Mike Pence. He interviewed a bunch of people. Mike Pence was there. And <laughs> I just don't like Mike Pence. Personally, I, I don't know. Of course, I don't know him. But I don't like what I – every time I see Mike Pence, I don't like him. He wouldn't look Tucker in the eye. One thing was I got a problem with he, he, and, and one thing I also don't like about these Republicans, it's like they have to have the exact, like their little uniform. The uniform is the Navy blue jacket, typically a white shirt could be in this case, light blue and a red tie. It's like, if you're not wearing that, I don't know. Did, did Trump make that thing? The, like the uniform could Trump every picture, every, every, every day, it was the same suit. I mean, he probably had a couple of them, I would guess. <laughs> Blue, red tie, white shirt. That's the Republican uniform. And they all wear it. And I'm like, come on, man. I, it's, do you, are you a bunch of robots? Is it like, if I don't wear this, I don't look like I'm the American flag? I don't know. Just stop. I mean, Tucker's got a different ties, yellow and blue stripe. I, mean, I don't know. Anyway, so that's just an aside that bothers me. But here, listen to Mike Pence. And, and he's talking about the Ukraine deal. Tucker questions him about Ukraine. And I, the guy is so out of touch with, with his supposed base, with people that are at this meeting. He thinks he's going to win points by saying that Joe Biden did not get the Abrams tanks over to Ukraine fast enough. And Tucker's kind of in shock, which is funny. So let's watch this right here. Give me some audio. Slow in providing military right along the way. The Biden administration has been slow in providing military support. Make no mistake about this. We promised them 33 Abrams tanks in January. I heard again two weeks ago in Ukraine. They still don't have them. We've been telling them we'll train their F-16 pilots, but now they're saying maybe January we'll let somebody transfer some jets. I'm sorry, Mr. Vice President. Have you? I know you're running for president. You are distra you. You are distressed notice. that the Ukrainians don't have enough American tanks. Every city in the United States has become much worse over the past three years. Yeah. Drive around. There's not one city that's gotten better in the United States. And it's visible. Our economy has degraded. The suicide rate has jumped. Public filth and disorder and crime have exponentially increased. And yet... 
your concern is that the Ukrainians, a country most people can't find on a map, who've received tens of billions of U.S. tax dollars, don't have enough tanks. Right. I think it's a fair question to ask, like, where's the concern for the United States in that? Well, it's not my concern. <laughs> Tucker, I've heard that routine from you before, but that's not my concern. I'm running for president of the United States because I think this country's in a lot of trouble. I think Joe... Really? It's not my concern? I mean, I... You heard the people applaud when Tucker was saying, you know, this is about America. Where's your concern for America? And people started to applaud. This goofy dude is thinking that people are going to get behind him because we didn't get tanks fast enough. And we're not training the pilots fast enough in Ukraine. This it, it, is, it's, it's, it's shocking to me because I'm thinking Tucker's on the money over here. It's like, hey, no, that's a, you got to be out of your mind here, Mr. Pence. People are concerned about our country. That's, have you driven around lately? No, you haven't You because you stay in your little bubble. All these people, not all of them maybe, but a lot of them do. I mean, how, how aloof do you have to be to, to be that obtuse and not understand things. I mean, you're running for the presidency, and yet you think that's going to win you some points. It's, it's insane. <laughs> just like, dude has no chance. Zero. He has below zero. He has negative chance to win in, in the presidency whatsoever. And I saw another article this morning that he is uh, he can't raise any money. you got to raise a certain amount of money to get in on the debate stage. He thinks he's going to get there, but... Other indications are saying you're not gonna make it, and I'm saying he's not. He got no, he, he's he's not gonna make it. It's it's not ever gonna happen. All right, what time we got? We got eight twenty six. All right, play a couple of spots. We'll come back and we'll see if we, we get Mr. Manning in on the phone here. Stand by. It is our time. It's Tuesday, July 18th. Good morning to you. Welcome to Brewers Briefing. I am the Brewer. I got some headlines for you here. <laughs> this is not funny. Now, quit laughing, Brooks. It's not funny at all. Don't laugh. This is not funny, but it's a crazy headline. Here's a headline from Fox. Man dies after a lover reportedly botched injection to enlarge private parts. not funny don't laugh like ah, something was going on i don't know what it was <laughs> and the person is under arrest trying to do the deal i think and try to enlarge some stuff and doing some some injections and uh the guy dies from it man so don't be trying that at home good night that's horrible uh democrats in california block a bill to make child trafficking a felony now, I don't know if there was other stuff in that bill that they just couldn't swallow, but the headline makes it look pretty rough, doesn't it? Bud Light is now not even in the top 10 beers uh, in, in the world. All right, so here, ladies and gentlemen, we have Representative Banny calling in. Let's go to the phone lines right on time. Good morning, Representative Banning. How are you this morning, my friend? Good morning. Good morning, Mr. Brooks. How are you? I'm great, or man. Mr. Burr, how are you? Uh, either way, <laughs> I, I, I've been called so much worse, so I'll take either one of those. Just as long as Mr.'s in front of it, you're good to go. Exactly. Heavy on the Mr. Man, what's been going on with you? You enjoying your summer so far? I tell you what, uh, we really are. We're just um, we're we're still in session, a special session. So we're trying to finish this thing up. To, that way we can actually get to our summer. But what are you doing? I over. didn't even know you guys were in session. I'm so out of the out of the out of touch with what's happening here locally. What? Why are you in special well, session a, for? What's going on? We've got a special session right now um, over these tribal compacts. So oh. we're just trying to figure out what we're doing with those. Um, yeah. It's basically the, the topic right now. So trying to figure out, uh, you know, which direction to go. Ultimately, um, some. Sorry, my alarm's going off there. So but how's um, it leaning? I know the the governor has picked a fight with the tribes since he pretty much stepped in there, and there's all these battles, and and it was I can't even keep up with it. Where, where like what's it leaning towards? Is the tribe going to come out winning, or the the governor, or is it going to they're going to find compromise, or what's happening? Well, ultimately, nobody. 
really needs to win. They just need to sit down at a table and come together and say, hey, what's the best for all of us? And uh, just sit down like adults. And I'm trying to figure out, I actually have messages in this morning trying to figure out why that can't happen. Yeah. So got, they're not talking, sit down with the opposite sides are not not willing to talk or what? Well, it sounds like, like if you and I, if we had, you know, an agreement, we need to sit down, we would sit down at, in a ta- at, you know, at a table and we would figure it out. We wouldn't leave the table until we figured it out. Ultimately, that's what needs to happen. But we keep, we're, we keep delaying these compacts, uh, the, um, the renewal of some of these compacts, uh-huh. which is crucial to the state of Oklahoma. Uh, to get along with these tribes to say, hey, let's you know, let's all come together, all as Oklahomans, and move this forward. And and I think uh, everybody's willing to do that. I just think there's so many moving pieces that they just need more time. Is what I'm. Well, let I'm me ask you this: What's the governor? What's his point? What's he saying that is is out of line, particularly? Well, you you know, some of the things that uh, that I've heard are, you know, just just say you have a uh, a single mom that is you know that's raising three kids and and you know just and getting by but she's doing a great job getting by and she goes to buy a new car and her tag uh, might be uh, you know eighteen hundred dollars for a new new kia and then you've got another mom that is doing really well makes a you know household income of a quarter million dollars a year um she goes down and gets a tag for much cheaper because she's got a you know, a, a tribal one, tag, 30 second native card, okay. a tribal tag or whatever. All right. All right. And the governor, you know, ultimately it's my, it's, um, it's my, it's my understanding that the governor just wants everybody on the same plane. Right. Field to say, right. Hey, okay. We've got to treat this single mom. We've got to see, treat the single mom just as well as we do, uh, this mom over here, you know, so yeah. we can't, he's just trying to get everybody on this on level playing fields and, the governor won by, you know, over 100,000-plus votes. I mean, the constituents of Oklahoma ultimately want him to sit down and go, hey, let's come together and make this happen. Yeah. Well, and, so, yeah. so that, that's kind of going to happen. So I it's a lot it, of, they, a lot of tax. Sit down with them. Right, and it's a lot. It's, it's over equity and taxes, and and uh, I guess the McGirt decision has kind of thrown a wrench in this whole thing. Is that why all this is where it is, or this just is this beside that? Is this – not uh, this, this is beside that. Okay, this, this, yeah, I knew that's another with, sticking yeah, point. Yeah. But okay, this is just a, the old basic tribal compact, saying we ought to be treat everybody fairly on taxes and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, and ultimately, you know, there's a. Uh, I mean, we've got uh, what, 39 tribes in the state of Oklahoma. I mean, there's it's they're kind um, of important. You, you kind of want to get in, what, get along <laughs> with those yeah. folks, right? They kind of matter exactly. in our state. This is, yeah. This is, this, yeah. These are not the people you want to pick a fight with. <laughs> no, I mean, you, yeah, you better so, figure out uh, a way know. to get along and and, and negotiate. Yeah. I mean, yeah, for sure. Exactly. Sit down at a table, come together, and that—that's what I'm trying to wrap my head around. Is well, you know, we're looking at extensions, but you know, you and I are both business owners, so if, if we knew something was coming up, we'd be prepared to negotiate. And the extensions are—I just hope we're not delaying the inevitable. And so I hope that we're. You know, I, I'm trying to figure out why we can't sit down and come to an agreement in five months. Why do we need another, um, you know, another 12 months on top of that? Is is that maybe, what they're asking for right now? Bigger. They're asking for a year extension. Yeah another, yeah, another year extension, which gives them the same governor to get negotiate with. And um, so I don't know. I, I don't understand the, what's going on on that side of things. But, um uh, you know, it, these things are these compacts are big, uh, and it, they're so I don't understand exactly what's in these compacts. So I hate speaking out. Right. Of, yeah. Uh, but that's the term. whole really, session really you're like in right now. It's all about this this tribal compact. Is that what the entire special session is about? That, that's what's happening right now. That's why we're going back in. I believe on the 24th uh, to finish up and okay, and uh, try to try to figure out. You know, um, it's actually just ultimately voting on a. a an extension. That's it. Just to give the tribes more time wow. to come together okay. and, and figure out what's best for them, what's best for the Oklahoma. Because these tribes do care about the state of Oklahoma. I've, well, of course they I've do. They live here. The tribes, they live, yes, they they're live, people. You know, I mean, of course they care. Yeah, they want it good for everybody, I think. I, yeah, they don't want to hurt Oklahoma, so they want what, what's best for Oklahoma, too. They just uh, – uh, everybody just needs to sit down and come together. So that's it. Um, so it's just – it's not really a, a huge deal at all, but session ended really – Really well, to be honest with you. It was a, um, 
Um, you know, of course, it was the main focus on the school. And it seems like the schools had a great uh, a great outcome, you know, on, on that. The schools win, the kids the kids win, um, parents win. Speaking of school, let me let me bring this up. I'm glad you brought that up because I would have forgotten today. My mother's boyfriend, they're in their 80s. Good morning, Mom. She uh, said he wants me to say something about Ryan Walters. Like, why doesn't he ever talk about Ryan Walters? So I'm going to talk about Superintendent Walters for just a second. <laughs> I saw a headline yesterday. Now, he's a full-on beloved Democrat, and my mother is a full-on staunchy Republican, all right? So that's the two. They're completely divided on politics, and he wanted to know why I would never talk about Walters. So I'm going to talk about Walters for a second because I saw a headline, and you maybe can speak to this, that Walters says that we're going to get a record amount of federal funds for Oklahoma schools this uh, this coming up year. $226 million, I think. That was the email we received yesterday. Okay, see, um, so that is that's, say, that's say, real. That, that is real. There were a few questions asked on that email to say, can you explain this, can you explain that? But ultimately... Uh, but he had the numbers lined out that said that it was record, num- you know, record numbers from a. Um, well, that's got to be good so. news. I mean, right? Record fun- money coming from the feds right, for the schools. What's wrong with that? that? As long as there's not strings attached, that's uh, that's what I care about. Uh, keep the, yeah, keep yeah, the string. You got to watch the stringies. <laughs> Man, you, you know, there's always strings attached, but it's not. You know, there can be strings attached. It just can't be the ones that. I would harm any child out there. I, you know, my wife and I went to watch the, the movie uh, Sound of Freedom last yes. night. I don't know if you've seen that no, movie. No, man, I can't wait to uh, see it. It was hard It was hard to stomach, but any I'm sure it is. Any person that would harm, harm a child is just uh, uh, something else. It's just I had, I had to walk out a few times. It was that wow. that um, sensitive to me. So, Well, you guys got like 12 kids, don't you? I know you're, you're into kids. <laughs> Yeah, we've got well, we've got nineteen. Uh, nineteen one more on out of well, <laughs> I knew it was a big number. I couldn't remember how many. <clears throat> what is it like six, uh, five? Got, how many you got? We've got six. Yeah. Six. We've All right, six. it seems two, like nineteen. Two, okay. Two that just graduated OSU, two in high school, and two uh, in grade school. Wow. <laughs> busy, busy. So yeah, yeah. One of the bills that we that hit this year, and I don't know. Um, it was a bill that I. That really got a lot of attention, but it was the OE, OETA uh, yeah, TV yeah, station. Yeah, Did yeah. You, the state of Oklahoma gave $2.8 million to a TV station that has 650,000 viewers and all kinds of sponsors, uh, just sponsors everywhere, and 650,000 viewers. So I'm trying to figure out why the state of Oklahoma, it would be like the state of Oklahoma giving your <laughs> Yeah, I'm for that. I'm for that. Come on. $2.8 million. Come on. um, (laughs) And one of the arguments were, well, they give us our emergency broadcast. That's how we get our emergency broadcast. I thought, you know, nobody gets their emergency broadcast. No, it's radio, man. Come on. Yeah, 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 uh, you know, we get these blue alerts and amber alerts and all these other alerts. Phone wakes you up in the middle of the night. Well, it is a joke. Here, yeah, I'm I'm so – yeah, so everybody was whining about that. Like, oh, my gosh, OETA, they got such great programming. Like, well, they do. But then they also have this sexually explicit stuff for children. Like, why did they choose to go that route? If they wouldn't have, then the governor would not have had an issue with this, right? It's like, we'll, you yeah. know, we wouldn't even have picked a fight, except you want to go down this road, we're not having that crap in our state, and somebody needs to stand up against that. And I'm glad that we got people that are doing that. Well, I do agree with you 100%, but I left that out of my decision-making on this. I left – I, I just went straight business on my decision on this. This is a this is a company that's been around for 70 years with so? 650,000 viewers so? and all this. So yeah. why in the world would we fund it $2.8 million of your taxpayer dollars to a TV station? I just – I just cannot wrap my head around $2.8 million. Well, it's just the same as NPR. Why does the feds give the NPR so much money? National Public Radio. And it puts all this leftist agenda stuff out there. And it's the same with OETA. It's like, yeah. So where did we end up on that deal? Did it, did it, are we going to stop the money flow or where, where did it land? I don't know. It went through. So they're going to, they're going to get funded. And I'm sure they're going to come against me on the next election with, with so the Republicans stuff. wanted this. So go ahead and continue to fund this uh, child porn on OETA. Well, I don't know if it's really because 
and, and again, I left, I left that decision out of it because I was going straight business on that. Uh, but, but after we awarded and uh, the, it went through, I did hear, I saw a, uh, a post come out that had a, 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 a ton of inappropriate material for, for children that I couldn't believe, but I honestly made my decision based off business and what I know about business and, you know, well, yeah, and I, and I agree, you know, and that's true. That we should, you I mean, the, the state doesn't help private entities like that. That's 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 obviously illegal. You can't do that. But I think the whole children deal is the main issue. It's like that is the issue. If you're going to do that kind of crap, we are not going to support that. And how 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 does did the Republicans push this through? Do they not understand that is happening? Did they not? Is it not really? I mean, I don't know. I, I'm just hearing little here and snippets and whatnot. I, I don't intimately know exactly what's being programmed on OETA, but you said you saw stuff that was inappropriate. How, how can our Republican colleagues pass that on through? Did they not know? I, I, I think they were getting a lot of phone calls from a lot of farmers that um, a lot of ranchers that just didn't understand because OETA. I watched a couple of programs. It was a really, some of these programs are phenomenal. Sure programs. they are. They, exactly. Is, is a, but, but, you know, for, for the most part, uh, but so they were calling saying, Hey, I don't want to lose OETA, but if I, if I was to tell them, Hey, this, this is a radio station that's been around for you know, 60, 70 years and has those 650,000 viewers has sponsors like target foundation and different, different foundations. Is that where you want your taxpayer dollars to go? Or would you rather go, to the teachers or somewhere else, anywhere else, but a radio station or a TV station that's obviously doing pretty well. Um, you know, why would we continue to fund that? I just blows my mind, but, um, uh, but no, it went through, um, wow. against my vote, but that's okay. Uh, well, well, look, it's kind of <laughs> like, it's kind of like having a glass of red wine in the evening, which has happened to me last night and a fly lands in your wine and begins to do the backstroke. Okay, there's a lot of great red wine in there, but that fly has just ruined it all, and that's what—that's ha- exactly what happened with OETA. A lot of great programming, it's a lot of great, it's great, it's great, it's great, and then you decide to put this children's stuff that's inappropriate. It's like, well, hey, I'm throwing the whole damn glass out. Okay, I'm not going to lift the fly out, and, and, and no, it's it's polluted, it's out. I'm going to get a new glass. That's that's the perfect yeah. analogy. So anyway. That's good my, that's my thought. Yeah, yeah that's, okay. All right. Well, Mr. Banning, it's good to talk to you, man. It's been a minute. We probably need to round it up, and, and, and we're going to talk to you on a monthly basis now, right? You're going to check in? Absolutely. Let's do it every month. Sounds good, Brooks. Let's do. It's good to talk to you, brother. I got people texting in how much they like you. Like, man, that guy's sharp. Seriously. Oh. <laughs> so you got, a, you got some fans out there. The, you'll, you'll get the alternative text as well saying, oh, my gosh, this guy. <laughs> oh, I get those all the time. Hey, man, I do appreciate well, Brooks, it. Tell your lovely wife, Katie, hello, and get down there and make some cookies and and uh, and keep it rolling at, at, at uh, you know at Coleman's over there. Coleman's sounds sounds good. Have a have a blessed day, Brooks. Thanks, Mister Banning. Appreciate you, buddy. We'll see you. All righty. Well, that's uh, Representative Banning right there, Chris Banning, good guy, and of course married to Katie, who is part of the Coleman's people. And Coleman's is the place you want to go for lunch today because they had the best food in town. My gosh. Eight forty-six is our time. We're just rolling along. My gosh. And uh, seeing what's happening in the world of news. What do we have? I had another, oh my gosh, story. Where? Oh, here it is right here. (laughs) If California Democrats can't get any dumber, oh my gosh, they keep pushing the envelope to see how dumb they can continue to be. And this is the new one. A California Senate passes a bill. It's not, I mean, evidently it's passed. Like it's passed. Like it's going to be law out there to redefine same-sex couples unable same-sex couples. All right, you got that part? To redefine same-sex couples unable to get pregnant, they're going to redefine them as infertile. (laughs) 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 Woo! Yes, ladies and gentlemen, again, leadership at its finest in California. 
That's right. The average cost of the in vitro fertility treatment in California is eight to thirteen thousand dollars per treatment. And well, these poor same-sex couples, <laughs> they're having trouble having babies. They they're trying to get pregnant, and for whatever reason, it's not happening. <laughs> they, just, they just can't seem to get it done. They're trying and trying and trying. A couple of guys trying to get pregnant. Man, it's not happening. A couple of gals, and uh, so well. It's, it's, these are adults, mind you. Adult people trying to get pregnant, same sex, California, and can't seem to get it done. And they got to figure out something to uh, to go with this. And so they get the state legislature involved because, well, <laughs> who else would you go to? The Democratic lawmakers. Yes. And so here they are attempting to force insurance companies to pay for pregnancy treatments for homosexual couples in California by redefining infertility to include couples who cannot reproduce because they have a partner of the same sex. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Ladies and gentlemen, you can't even make this stuff up. You can't make it up. The news makes up itself. The comedy just writes itself. Right here it is. California Senate passed a bill in May that for insurance company purposes would redefine infertility as a person's inability to reproduce either as an individual or with the, their partner without medical intervention. This is real stuff. SB 729 would repeal and add to sections of the state's current health and safety code and insurance code so that same-sex couples unable to reproduce together which is all of them would be considered infertile and insurance companies would be required to cover costs for treatments just as in vitro fertilization and surrogacy. Okay. I'll get it out. Surrogacy. That's it. That's right. That's exactly right. Isn't that shocking? No, I'm not getting David. I'm telling you straight up. Um, so, um, so there's that. <sighs> this bill requires large uh, group, small group, individual health care services care. But, so this is going to this is going to affect the insurance companies, right? And insurance companies going to be paying, footing the bill for all this stuff, and <laughs> the legislators are going to make them pay. And insurance companies are are in a little bit of a pickle because if they if they fight this. It's going to appear as if they're coming against the homos in California. Oh, well, I can't be against the gay and lesbians out here. I mean, they're, you can't, you can't not do this. <laughs> so, but they don't want to spend all that money either. Like this is ridiculous. But don't let that stop anybody. Okay. Let's see who, who, oh, the co-spot <laughs> again, this is real. I promise you, this is not uh satire. This is on Fox news, even though sometimes their stuff is not real. The California state Senator Scott Weiner is the co-sponsor. <laughs> yep. It's true. Scott Weiner is a uh, co-sponsor of this bill. Of course. Uh, and he's a total weirdo. And who else? The Democratic sponsor bill was introduced by State Senate, Senator Caroline Menhevar, who said that legislation will ensure that queer couples no longer have to pay more out of pocket to start families than non-queer couples. <laughs> the Senate bill was co-authored by Democrat Senators Anthony Portantino and Scott Weiner. Men having babies a group seeking to broaden access to affordable and ethical parenting options for gay men said it supports the bill because it believes that anguish felt by women and men who cannot get pregnant is equal to the frustrations of same-sex couples who cannot reproduce. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I'm telling you right now, ladies and gentlemen, this... I don't know. Can we get any more... <laughs> what do you call this? What is this? Is this... A is this, are we living in a, in, in reality? Is this reality? Are we, are, are we a part of reality? Is this some sort of a big joke? Is, is, uh, our politics in America all a big joke? What is going on? 
These people cannot be serious, and yet they are. And, and you know, like the CDC is involved. And remember, you had the story about chest feeding. You know, giving recommendations for men how to chest feed their infants. It's like what? 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 No, this is not. What? What? I have no words. I have no words. These people don't live in reality. They're 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 gone. And that's why they vote people like Joe Biden and Kamala Harris in office. It's, it's weird, man. It's weird. <laughs> anyway, here it is. There it is right there. California. Man, I'll tell you what. They're just doing their best to run everybody out of that state. Are they not? I mean, they're going to run the insurance companies out. They've already run out a ton of other companies. Just gone. See ya. Can't stay here. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Okay, what else we got happening in news? What is this? Um, I'm just reading headline stuff here. See if there's anything interesting that I don't. Oh, I saw this. Let's see what you people think about this. Miranda Lambert. Now, tell me if I'm wrong, because I'm th I'm thinking she's married to Garth Brooks. Is that right? Is she the one married to Garth? I think she is. But I get my country. I don't like Garth Brooks, and so I don't listen to Garth Brooks. But I think, I think, I think this is. You guys help me out. Text me, let me know. Is she married to Garth Brooks? I think it's yep. Okay. All right. So, no, that was me that said that. Anyway, she was at a concert singing in Las Vegas. Part of country star's Velvet Rodeo residency, Miranda Lambert put a, a group of fans on blast. During her concert Saturday night, eliciting a mixed reaction from the rest of her Vegas audience. And so she was singing uh, a song, I guess called Tin Man. And right in the middle of the song, she stops the song. Says, hang on, I want to stop right here for a second. <laughs> and she's, she's mad because some girls up in the front row are taking selfies. While she's singing. Ah! The offense. Ah! You're taking selfies while I, Miranda Lambert, wife of Garth Brooks, am singing a song. This is Garth's ex. Is it what? His ex-wife? Well, who's he married to now? I thought he was married. Is it Trisha Yearwood? <laughs> Dude, I can't remember. No, not her. Trisha Yearwood. Oh, he's married to Trisha Yearwood. So I am right about that. Oh, so it's Trisha. Trisha's married to Garth. Well, it's the same thing. The only different. Anyway, it doesn't really matter. I was tying her to Garth because I thought she was a snob. But anyway, so she stops the whole deal. She stops the song, stops the concert, and she says, I'm going to stop right here for a second. These girls are worried about their selfie and not listening to the song. It's pissing me off a little bit. I don't like it at all, she said to many cheers. We're here to hear country music tonight. I'm singing some country damn music. Sit down, she told the group. Shall we all start again, she said, and then, and then she started singing again. Now, personally, I think she's completely out of line and so self-absorbed that you got to be kidding me right now. I mean, I mean, come on. I mean, you got girls. Girls are going to take selfies, period. End of story. doesn't matter when and where. That's going to happen. And certainly at your concert, probably you're in the background, you bonehead, and they want to take a picture of a selfie with you in the background because they're saying, look, I'm in a Miranda Lambert concert. I had a good time. And then you call them out because they're not sitting there and just in awe of you. Golly, man. I'm thinking, Wow. <laughs> That's, that is a little much. Some people were not happy about this. Some people cheered. Some people were like, no, I'm out. And they just walked out. Uh, so. <laughs> oh, my gosh. These these uh, entitled superstars, celebrities. I'm like, oh, that, that's just, I thought that was a little much. Don't you think? Huh? Just a little bit. That's just a little bit over the top right there. Good night. Somebody texted here on the Wendy Chevy text line and says she's a B, royal B. A royal. Well, you'd have to be to act like that, you know? 
You'd have to be. Now, I remember one time, you're not going to believe this, I was a youth pastor at a church. <laughs> what were they thinking? Anyway, I was a youth pastor. That was my first gig as, as a youth pastor. I was a volunteer guy. I wasn't, like, getting paid or anything, but I was a I was volunteering at this, at this youth pastor deal. And so I am preparing my sermon for these teenagers, all right? And, uh, you know, I mean, I was serious now. I was, like, praying my heart out to God Almighty on my knees, begging for what do you want me to tell these kids? What is the, what can I say? What can change their lives, set them on a trajectory of righteousness and holiness for the rest of their life? What can I say? I'm just, you know, working hard, and then you write it all down, and you go over it, and you pray, and it's through, and you're trying to get the perfect sermon, and then you show up at the youth service on a Wednesday night, and here you go. We got these 25, you know, punks out there, and you begin your sermon, and inevitably, they're talking to each other during your speech, your your homily. And they have the gall to to pay, not pay full attention to you. And I remember the angst I had at the moment. Like, hey, hey, you in the back. I see you. Shut up. I worked hard on this. You're going to listen to me. So <laughs> I do uh, I do get that a little bit. But, the, you know, I've grown up since then. Like, I was in my 20s. Like, I was stupid. You know, and I'm still pretty stupid. But I was really stupid then. And I'm like, that's dumb. Okay, kids are going to do that. And I guess Miranda Lambert hadn't learned that lesson quite yet. I learned it, and I moved on. And I didn't kill any of them. I wanted to for a little bit, but I never did. And I just learned my lesson. I moved on. Anyway, that's what I'm going to do right now. I'm going to learn my lesson. I'm going to move on to Tradio. It's time for Tradio. Trisha on Tradio coming up right now where you can buy, trade, and sell. You guys have a good Tuesday. Thanks for putting up with me on the Brewers briefing. Let's do it again tomorrow. Okay, bye-bye.